Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 89 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter episodes 83 through 87, where Killua needs someone 10 times stronger, awakening your power is as easy as getting punched in the face, and the Ant King's royal guards consist of a cat lady and a butterfly man. Well, I mean, if you really want to protect yourself, why won't you get, you know, cats and their mortal enemies, the butterfly? Every nature documentary I have ever watched has led me to believe that cats always want to murder murder butterflies but to be fair the butterfly species if left unchecked would completely take over the planet in flappiness just just uh, some major facts for you <coughs> right, let's jump in I feel like I feel like what sold it was like the lots of coughing at the very end of it. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> super attractive too. You know, if you were a single man, you would you would not be anymore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, hey everybody, uh, we are uh, we are living in the past, and you're listening to us in the future. Um, yeah, I have so no fucking are, idea when recording... this episode's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's coming so, um, out we're recording... in twenty days. Yeah, so we're recording a couple of episodes um, in advance. Uh, we we had the the July Fourth holiday, and it kind of pushed us back a little bit. Um, so we released a couple of um, uh, or a little bit of uh, extra content that was a re-release. Um, but at the same time, we are putting out episodes uh, from our normally scheduled in between our special coverage episode. Um, we're doing an interview in between. Um, we also have another special episode that you're going to get released with this one. So in the same re- in the same week you're getting this episode, you're also going to get like a very special another episode. Uh, so get prepared for that. Um, we have also been releasing pretty uh, pretty consistently now uh, some more video content, and that is going to start to kind of ratchet up. Uh, I know in the past we've talked about it a little bit. We've had a little bit of like a stutter start with it, um, but it is definitely going to increase uh, as we do more cons and. And uh, we especially get to do more interviews with uh, amazing people that are doing stuff that is not just us, them doing like voiceover acting um, or being like some kind of creator inside of the anime field um, that is creating like the show itself. Um, specifically, what we're talking about is that we are going to start doing interviews for uh, anime games or anime inspired games. Um, so that's going to be coming out in that's, tandem uh, with board our show. Games, not video um, games. Yeah, um, we might end up doing some video games as well. I don't know if we're going to get to interview those people, but I would definitely like to do like some reviews on the Naruto video games. Um, because I mean, and also that that train wreck of a video game that I've I've heard is uh, about a, a couple of the other anime genre shows. Um, You're talking uh, about specifically Jump Force? the one. Yeah, I heard it's terrible. <laughs> really? It looks good. It looks like the fighting system, at least, is the Naruto fighting system. Well, what I've heard specifically about it is it's like it 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 basically does the same thing over and over again for most of the different characters. And it doesn't focus so much on the person enjoying the fighting game as much as enjoying watching big spectacle moves 
Um, whereas like the Naruto game, I think the further you go back with it, it's less about the big flashy moves and more about the fighting. And then as it's moved forward, it's gone more into the fighting style. Like we don't have to take 10, 10 or 15 seconds to watch your ultimate move every fight, you know? Yeah, because Busting. it can't hit you. Yeah. It's your fault. So you just have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so we're going to be getting into these uh, Hunter, uh, X-Hunter episodes this week pretty fast um, because there's there's quite a bit to cover in these five. Um, do you have anything else new that's coming up, Blake? Mm, not really. I watched a lot of Tokyo Ghoul like, yesterday, and I can't tell what my opinion is of it, but uh, that's the only mm. thing new with me in the anime world. Yeah. Um, other than that, I would say uh, continue writing in with your suggestions for the next anime that we do. Um, so I have three big contenders for the next show that we're going to end up covering. The one that's pretty far uh, advanced from everybody else so far um, has been Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, if you're a big fan of that show, you will um, really feel feel that we should cover that at some point. Um, the other two have been less, uh, less voted on, but I'm, I'm hoping that this time when we put it up for voting, more people will interact with it. Um, instead of just telling me face to face or <laughs> telling me in like a private message, cause we like, forget. vote on the thing. That's why we made the thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one specifically was My Hero Academia, um, and a couple of people that I work with that listen to the show have been really, really interested in us following that. Um, and then the other show that people have uh, suggested to me that is very off the beaten path, um, but I, I kind of get where they're coming from here, um, is uh, going to be Fruits Basket. Um, I don't know if that's completely in the realm of what people really want to watch. Um, but it got a lot of listens for people that are big Eric Vale fans. Um, yeah. and so we're kind of considering that. And then the people that have stuck around from that, I've had two suggestions from those people that I've, you know, never met before and don't know in life. Uh, but they listened to Eric Vale episodes and they listened to a couple of other episodes and they were like, Hey, can you cover the new run of fruits basket? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe we'll think about it if maybe we can vote on it. Who so. knows? Yeah, uh, that's definitely off the beaten path because uh, we are pretty much a shonen se- show, which is partly why we named ourselves Get Jumped since it's a reference to Shonen Jump. But that is not like a hard and fast rule. And so, uh, yeah, Fruits Basket, I think, is not shonen. I think it's more shoujo. And uh, that would be fine. It would be interesting to try something new. Um, yeah. I definitely know we've gotten a lot of traction on Yu Yu Hakusho from strangers online, as well as both of us in person with people that we know. And um, uh, definitely, as you know, if you listen to the show, uh, we're both big fans of My Hero Academia. And uh, I think I especially have made the case several times that we should do it on the show since it's the current hot show. And also we've interviewed yeah. like several voice actors from it. Um, and the new season's coming out this fall. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I've been like stealing myself away from watching those, those, uh, previews for the new season. The previews don't don't tell you anything about anything. They don't tell you anything. They're like, Oh, did you know these characters from the previous show? Because they're still in it. And that's like pretty much the preview. Um, and then, uh, the other thing, the fourth contender that, uh, you 
probably didn't think about, which is why he didn't mention it, is uh, One Punch Man Season 2, which we are kind of on the oh, hook yeah. to do since we did One Punch Man as one of our original shows. So we have a lot of options, and these options are coming up soon. Uh, we've got a couple more JoJo's, but that's going to be our next one that ends. Uh, we will be doing Naruto Forever. And Hunter x Hunter will be going for a while. Soul Eaters, uh, we're almost halfway through Soul Eaters. So it's going to be with us for a little bit longer. Um, so I think JoJo's Part 3, Part 2 is the next one that will end. And uh, then we will replace it with probably, probably we're going to have four things and it'll be those four things. So if you are listening, start to gather your opinions and then pay attention to this space right here and we will tell you when you can vote and where you can vote and then we will do the thing yeah so without further ado uh previously on hunter x hunter hunter x hunter is a big anime adventure world where there are these people named hunters you it's like a certification that you get but it's anime style hard and life-threatening to get it and once you get your certification, you also learn that there are uh, special abilities called Nen abilities that allow you to do cool anime powers. And there are a lot of people as hunters in the world that hunt various different things like gourmet meals or ruins or whatever, um, rare beasts, etc. And so uh, our main characters decided to become hunters at the beginning of the series and succeeded, and they are now doing their hunter thing. Our main main character is Gon. He is about 12 years old, super energetic, super optimistic, grew up in a very wild, natural environment, and um, so he has a strong connection with nature and uh, is a fairly tough kid because of his experiences growing up. His father is a very strong a professional hunter who left him as a baby with his aunt to raise him so that the dad could go off and be a hunter. And this is not great parenting, but instead of creating like a depression or some other problem with Gon, it has created just a like burning curiosity to find out what it is about being a hunter that is so great that you would do that over being a dad. So Gon's entire motivation sort of centers around that. It's what drove him to be a hunter, and it's what's driven all of his actions since he became a hunter, which are to get closer to finding his dad so that he can talk to him about it. Uh, Gon, in the course of becoming a hunter, made a best friend. This guy's name is Killua. He's about the same age. He's uh, very contrasting to Gon in that he's much more of a strong, silent type. Um, He's also a little bit of a pessimist. And he grew up in a pretty tough situation as well because he's from a very famous family of super assassins. So he is really strong, kind of a savant, um, definitely the Sasuke to Gon's Naruto. And um, he and Gon have been traveling together and Gon has kind of lightened Killua up since they've become friends. And they recently met a man named Kite. This guy, they thought they were going to be finding Gon's dad, but instead they found this guy, Kite, who is a former apprentice of Gon's dad. Um, He's a professional hunter. He is very powerful in his own right. And he is in the area that they arrive in investigating something called a chimera ant. Very simply, chimera ants are ants that uh, when they eat something, they are able to pass on the traits of that thing to their progeny. 
and they eat a lot and they uh breed a lot i guess that that's not really how ants work but the, like the queen makes a lot of ant babies and so they gather these traits really really fast and the problem with chimera ants is that they do it so quickly that they can cause extinction in localized areas and so kite was investigating the chimera ants because they're a quarantine species and he was worried that they were getting out of quarantine that has happened in the worst way possible because the chimera ants have taken up in this place called the ngl which is essentially a giant nature preserve where a lot of people live and their whole philosophy as a country is that they don't allow technology or anything that came from technology in any way or form. As such, they are fairly cut off from the world. News does not travel fast. And so the chimera ants being here have found a way to kill and eat humans and therefore take on human characteristics. So they're all kind of anthropomorphic animals with ant-like appendages. And they have created a giant ant colony that has been basically hunting and killing all of the people in this area. Gon Killua and Kite have been investigating it, as well as another hunter that we remember from a, the first arc, this guy named Puckle. He and his party were taken out by the ants, but Puckle, as we will find out, is still alive inside the ant colony. And this is important because the ants have just been exposed to Nen for the first time. They have realized that some humans are more powerful than others and have a higher nutritional value. And one of them is just now realizing that he has a new energy ability that he's trying to figure out because of an encounter with Gon Killua and Kite. Uh, meanwhile, Puckle is also a professional hunter and therefore is also able to use Nen. And so the fact that he is trapped in the Chimera Ant's nest is kind of a big deal because of that. And then finally, all of the hunters are uh, lorded over by a single entity called the Hunters Association. And the chairman of that association is a man named Netero. And at the start of the episode, he's going to be involved. So we'll get going with episode 83. Sure. So 80, episode 83 is Inspiration X2X Evolve. Uh, so um, this episode is going to start up with the Hunters Association kind of getting their panties in a twist about the Chimera Ants. But I mean, it's really in a, you know, a way that it, it actually should be. Uh, the Chimera Ants are threatening to destroy possibly an entire continent, maybe the entire world. Um, so it's uh, a little bit surprising to me that they're not more upset about this when they find out. They kind of take the, we're going to saunter over there to deal with it approach. Um, so they've, they take a while to get over there actually, and to start actually doing anything of substance. I'm like, I'm like, if you were, if you were told that there was a species that was, you know, an invasive species, like from outer space trying to take over the planet, wouldn't you just like immediately bomb the shit out of it? Instead, they're going to be like, we're going to send four guys and hopefully they end it. <laughs> well, it makes sense. They, they actually address that because... They send a very small team because a larger team won't be able to get in secretly. And because the NGL is so strict, they wouldn't be able to send in a giant team anyway. And the more people, the less covert they can be. But also the fewer people, the more selective they can be with who goes. And so they pick very mm -hmm. strong people to go. People that will actually be able to be valuable in a fight and be really hard to take out. And their goal is basically to eradicate the chimera ants 
by picking them off in a sort of guerrilla warfare style. Yeah. Um, Ramot is one of the Chimera ants who has been awakened. He took a direct punch from Gon, um, and it awakened his Nen abilities. Um, he is starting to just ex- exert this Nen over and over and over again. He's feeling really powerful. There's a whole bunch of moments where it kind of seems like a, a Goku-esque style power-up moment where he's just screaming as loudly as he can, and his energy around him is just getting bigger and bigger. Um, and I was just like, this is when we shifted to dragon ball z except with ants although Um, it does feel a little bit more like it's a painful experience for him Uh, versus goku who's just yelling to fill time i don't know if it's painful or if it's him like enjoying the pain maybe because he seems to be really enjoying what's happening to him Um, that's true but he is also kind of a crazy character yeah he's definitely one of the sort of weirdly prevalent anime trips of the guy who is a total sadist and is this close to going off the damn rails. Uh, So of course he's Mm. the one who gets this power. Uh, He shows his power off to two of the other high ranking ants, Peggy and Colt. And they uh, Colt basically is like, well, if you got your power from a punch, why don't you punch me using that power? And hopefully it'll awaken my own version of it. So uh, Ramot punches Colt right in the damn face and Pretty hard, too. Colt's down for, like, several scenes. And uh, the goal is to awaken this. Um, They also realize that this power comes from these rare humans with high nutritional value and that Pokal was captured as one of these rare humans earlier, and they want to go and see if he is still alive. Yeah. So um, he is... uh, We're not going to really see what happened uh, to this character for a little while um, because we're going to have a very large uh, section of this episode be devoted to uh, Gon, Kite, and Killua being attacked by a large group of ants. Um, but instead of uh, instead of battling them all at the same time and swarming them, because there are a lot of ants, and I was actually really worried that something like that was going to happen. They have an higher they have a hierarchy system inside of like the the ant species, um, and one of the things about uh, like a hierarchical. Uh, hierarchical system like this is that like whoever's on top gets to make the decisions and pass them down and one of the things that they've decided to do with this is that um because like some of the other ones outrank the other one the smaller ants they tell them to stay back and they're like um the i I think they call them the generals um are going to handle it um and the the generals are like yeah like squad leaders i think yeah, so they're going to want to handle it one at a time. And the reason they're doing this is less about like a strategical advantage. It's more because these people that are above them kind of have like a, a little bit of a power trip going on. And they're just like, you know, we, we each get a chance to fight. They're each kind of like have a little bit of bloodlust. So they're like, we're going to draw lots and we're going to see who each one of us is going to fight with you one on one. Yeah, they literally um, brought be- a fucking like bingo machine so that they could randomize who gets to fight it's awesome yeah yeah so they pick who's gonna fight first um it is this armadillo monster ant uh who's gonna fight against gone first um there is a a pretty cool little fight scene where gone is going to 
Um, it looked like he has been uh, really knocked super hard by this ant who uses kind of like this rollout technique. Um, and he runs into Gon uh, uh, and rams Gon into a tree because when Gon dodges, he thinks that he's fine. But it turns out this armadillo can change his directions at a very high speed and it knocks Gon into a tree and it like breaks into the tree. Um, but instead of just taking it lying down, this uh, this armadillo is going to admit to Gon when Gon is just like, hey, I can defeat you and not kill you because I don't want to kill anyone. Um, and they're like, no, 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 this is a battle to the death. One of us has to die. Um, so Gon is just like, but I, I would rather you be okay and you can go about your like way in your life. And this guy is like, no, I have bloodlust. I want to kill. It makes me happy to see people get their guts burst in and they vomit out their guts. And I love to see that it falling out of their body. Yeah, and Gon's like, okay, fuck this guy. This gun, this is gone. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> this is gone just basically being like, you're like deep down, you're a good person and you only kill people to eat them. And I think he like makes a wager that if he wins the fight that, uh, that um, this armadillo ant won't eat any more people. And the armadillo mm-hmm. then is like, well, I, I'm, that's not going to stop me from killing people because I do it for fun. And mm-hmm. this is when Gon is like, this is not a good person and I don't need to spare his life. And yeah, so he runs at Gon with his rollout technique again and Gon grabs him and holds him up in the air and smashes him like a bug in between his two hands, which I mean, it is a bug in between his two hands. That is. Yeah, that is. It's an ant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gon wins pretty easily and has lost pretty much all of his sympathy for the ants now as a whole like this was not like the one bad apple thing and gone is still holding on to hope that the rest of the ants are fine he has decided that these ants are all behaving in the same way which is correct they are pretty much all the way that way um they might not be quite as sadistic uh as that one but yeah they're like that so gone's pretty much done with the ants and he's like let's let's kill these fuckers so then it's Killua's turn, and he is going to talk some serious shit. Specifically, the ant that steps forward to fight Killua is like, he goes, uh, Killua steps forward very confidently, and he's like, you shouldn't be so confident. I'm ten times stronger than that guy. And Killua goes, that's nothing to brag about. <laughs> he beats the shit out of this guy, like, really quickly. And basically it comes down to this dude has a very, very hard skin that Kill was not able to pierce. And the guy is like, yeah, you can't, you can't like stab me or pierce through my skin and your punches are going to be useless. I'm like that. I'm that powerful. And Kill was like, oh, okay, well, let's see. Let's put this to the test. And he turns on his super assassination skills and gets real fast and basically punches the dude with it, with Killua's like demon murder spiky hand. A lot of the, a lot of times, demon murder, spiky hand. Yeah, that's gonna be the episode <laughs> title. So, uh, so he punches the guy a lot of the time, a lot of times in the same spot, which obviously breaks through, and uh, the guy is then like run through and defeated. And Kiloa then, after defeating this guy, turns around 
to the rest of the ants and is like, is anybody ten times stronger than that guy? It's so <laughs> fucking sick. <laughs> okay, this is when the 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 fight gets turned into overdrive uh, because Kite is basically done with all these fuckers that are around him. Um, and he's just like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take care of this, um, this fight. Let me see if I can go ahead and do anything that takes them out pretty quickly. Um, he rolls his, uh, his like, you know, uh, whatever it's called. The, it's the, the clown with the spinning number in his, his mouth. Slot machine yeah, in his the mouth. slot machine. Yeah. So he spins a slot machine and it ends up with this gigantic scythe. And he's just like, oh, damn it. This is going to be a little bit of a, a boring one. Um, and he's like, when I tell you in three seconds, you need to jump. Um, and they're like, okay. And uh, he counts down three, two, one. And then he swings his scythe. And it's this ability that just sends out a shock wave of cutting that is from the end of his scythe. And I'm assuming like a Nen wave of like blades and it just cuts down the entire forest and all of these ants that have surrounded them. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. He also, there's a fun thing with kites. So like his ability is pretty cool. He has like nine or so different weapons. And every time he wants to use his Nen ability, this clown with a slot machine in its mouth appears, the slots roll. And then whatever number it lands on is the weapon that he gets. And every time he's used it, he whenever it finishes rolling, he goes, oh, that's a bad roll. And the last, this time, definitely, and I think also the last time he used it, Kite and Gon are both like, why did you pick it then? And it's funny because Kite is treating this like it's a random thing that's happening to him. But like consciously or maybe subconsciously, based on how nan abilities work he should have control over it and like yeah. maybe maybe it's unconscious and he feels that it is a random role and is just sort of pessimistic in the way that whatever role is not going to feel good enough but like they they're just like why do you say that you picked the weapon yeah so, so the, the last end- thing that's going to happen in this episode is that they're going to be they're going to be leading themselves out of the forest, um, and they're uh, Kaiju's going to mention to them that like most of them are dead, but some of them aren't. And gone. If you keep on sympathizing with the enemy, it's going to get you killed. Yeah, basically, if you're too sympathetic to an enemy that's this dangerous, you won't be able to put that aside in the moment that you need to in order to protect someone or to save yourself or to win. And Gon is kind of stubbornly optimistic, even though he's lost a lot of faith in the ants. And Kite is not does not feel very good about that. Yeah. This leads into episode 84, AX Faded X Awakening. Um, this episode, um, it, it really didn't have... Uh, it really didn't have a lot of substance to it. Um, it's one of those episodes that gives you like some some cool moments, but it's mostly just a I call them traveling episodes. And you'll hear me reference this in Naruto a lot. It's just like them running through a forest most of the episode, and it's kind of like that with this the the group. The big thing that's going to happen in this episode is actually going to happen in the Chimera Ant Hive, and I'll go ahead and explain that first because it's the the big plot point of this. So 
we have been watching the queen. She's trying to give birth to the king now. Um, because she needs to protect the, the, the king away from these powerful humans, she also needs to have, like, an elite guard. So she has started to uh, create three elite guards that are right about to hatch. One of them does hatch inside of this episode. Ramit, on the same time, is starting to awaken other uh, different Chimera ants ninability by punching them also in the face. Um, yeah, so they basically he's just like, a big they're... circle to get punched. Yeah. Yeah. And so Ramit is just punching, punching the power into them. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, yeah. meanwhile, um, he is thinking to himself, like, you know, I am the most powerful uh, Chimera ant. There is nobody more powerful than me. I must be even more powerful than the queen of the Chimera ants. And he is going to, like, hatch a plot in his head where, like, he is going to take over. He's going to kill the queen. He's going to become the new king. And he is going to be able to rule the ant hive. Then, pretty much immediately, the first of the three incubating royal guards is hatched. Uh, It's this character that looks like a cat lady a little bit. Um, Sort of dressed like a schoolgirl, but with cat ears. And I think is actually male, I believe, but is definitely drawn very feminine and... uh, has a lot of like traits of female characters and also the voice acting is female. So it, we might say she a lot, but I think it's technically a he. Anyway, the name is Nefer Pitu, also shortened to, to Pito. And uh, Nefer Pito is uh, very, very, very powerful. There is a yeah. a sense of aura. We've seen this before with um with Hisoka in the um Tower to Heaven arc. And basically if you're very powerful with Nen, your your aura might be perceptible, especially if you're not trying to hide it. And Pitu is not trying to hide it, is born with Nen abilities, which is the first ant that we've seen that had that experience. And uh, the Nen aura that Pito is giving off is so powerful that Ramot's dream is immediately crushed. Like he senses Pito and is like, oh my God, I am nothing compared to this character. And I was a fool to ever consider that I could become more than what I am. Yeah. Um, we are going to see him, him as soon as Nefer Pitu uh, shows uh him or herself um in <laughs> front of uh, themselves um in in front of ramit ramit is going to in his mind die a death immediately like i i know that i would die if i stood up at all so i'm just gonna bend the knee and i am going to uh you know be in front of this person and i am going to bow in front of them uh they have been looking around at the same time for pakal who has been hiding ingeniously under a pile of bones um inside of the same room um and they're just like uh the the chef that's there is just like i don't know if i cooked them already there's so many humans how can i keep up with them So uh, Pito uh, is immediately able to sense his presence, and they find him. But yep. before that, they assume that he's already been eaten. And yeah. uh, so then they're going to 
try and fish some information out of him, but I think that's in the next episode. So before we get there, the Gone Killua Kite Committee is going through the woods still on their way toward the uh, ant colony because their goal has been this whole time to get there to stop the awakening of the king and to put this ant uprising down. Um, they are being hunted by a trio of chimera ants. There's a lion guy named Hagyu. There's a sort of dragonfly dude named Flutter. And then there's a girl that looks just like a regular human girl. And I don't remember them saying her name right here, so I didn't write it down. Uh, she doesn't do much except be kind of cutesy, I guess. Um, yeah. So Hagyu is lying in wait and... Flutter is using his minions to push Gon Killua and Kite toward where he's waiting. And Gon Killua and Kite, they're just coming off of this big victory against a giant group of ants. Gon and Killua are in particular are feeling really emboldened by this, but they're trying to attack the um the little dragonfly style ants that Flutter is sending after them. They're not able to land any hits because they're too fast and they're dodging and using the trees for cover. And it's really frustrating mm-hmm. them. And then Kite realizes that they are being led into a trap and he uses his Nen ability. Um, and I don't remember that he like pulls out a weapon. I think he just um, like unleashes his Nen aura. And Hagyu has a similar uh, experience to Ramot later on, although not quite as intense, where he realizes that he's not going to be able to win this fight like he thought he might. And he doesn't have the element of surprise like he was planning and he should retreat now. And then he has this really mm-hmm. interesting thought process where he remembers the fact that in his previous life he was a lion and he was on the top of the food chain and now he doesn't feel like he is anymore. And it's it's kind of cool because we'll see more and more that the memories of the previous lives of whatever was eaten to create the individual ants will start to crop up and affect their personalities. Yeah, this leads into episode 85, Light and X Dark. Um, This episode is going to deal with a really upsetting thing that is going to happen in a show, uh, in this show to a character that I really wish this had not happened to. One of Um, the most upsetting. Like, I was already having trouble with this arc, and I think this is the episode where I decided that I was kind of emotionally done with this series the first time I watched through. And it never so really recovered people, for me. Yeah, a lot of people mark this as the episode that kind of breaks them on the show. Um, Blake has talked about this. I have seen a lot of people write online where they felt like it It was almost like a George R. R. Martin-esque moment where yeah. they felt like they had just gotten attached to this character and had them ripped from their hands. Um, this character um, is even more so going to be knocked off this way. Um, and big spoilers if you've gotten very attached to him, um, but we are going to lose Kite inside of this episode um, in an off-screen manner that is really, really frustrating. Um, so the first thing that happens, though, is that P2 is going to jump towards them. Um, well, they're going to have a conversation first. Before they get yeah. there. And the kill, the conversation's pretty light. It's kind of random. It's definitely them stopping so that the author can have the characters trade off information that needed to be traded that hadn't been yet and that they needed to get out because mm-hmm. otherwise there's no reason for them to stop. But, you know, whatever. We'll give it a pass. So Kite is leading Gon and Killua. They are following Hagyu's group so that they can be led more directly back to the uh, 
the ant's nest. And while they're doing that, they stop to talk about Gon and Killua and all the mentors they've had along the way, and on how impressive Kite is as their new mentor. He says that he, unfortunately, can't train them because of the circumstances that they are in right now, where they're, you know, trying to stop a geopolitical event. And, uh, however, he has Gon, uh, Gon's father, Jing, his hunter's license. This was given to Kite by Jing when they met earlier, and he gave him a quest to come find him and give it back. And he's like, you know what? Uh, I think I've achieved what I needed to achieve and learned what I needed to learn from this process, even though I didn't actually get this back to him. But I know that you, Gon, are on a similar quest, and so why don't you take this and give it to him when you find him? And yeah. then... Yeah, then it happens. It happens very fast. Uh, P2 is going to jump from the lair of the ants all the way across in such an insane amount of strength that uh, that they are flying so fast at them. And because Kite is paying attention to Gon and Killua, who are being the target of this jump, he needs to react in time to knock them out of the way because they don't sense it fast enough and they are kind of standing in the way and they would have just been immediately killed by P2 coming in. Kite takes the brunt of the first attack and in so has his arm cut clean off at the shoulder. It is a horrifying moment it happens very fast it is really upsetting to gone who immediately wants to attack p2 back to guard um kite and to try to save kite Killua in this moment is just immediately senses the power level difference between himself gone and this other new character he hasn't met and he's just like no fuck that and he knocks gone out and he runs away yeah, they uh, Kite has told them to retreat. He actually had a conversation with them previously where basically as they got closer, things might get dangerous to the point where he would tell them to retreat and he expected them to do so. And Gon has, they both promised to do it and Gon has basically failed in this promise. And if they were there for any second longer, it would have probably meant the death of both of them. And Killua realizes that and knows the only way to get Gon to go without fighting about it is to knock him unconscious when he's not expecting it, and that's what he has to do. So they flee, and basically the rest of the episode is um, Killua making his way out to the outskirts of the NGL, and uh, he is somehow able to make contact with the um, section of Kite's uh, exploratory team that was left outside of the NGO and those people have also happened to meet up with Netero, the chairman of the Hunters Association, and the two warriors that he brought with him Morel and Nov. They uh, find where Killua is sitting with a still unconscious Gon, and Morel and Nov basically take this opportunity to kick them while they're down and talk about how Gon and Killua are silly children who are punching above their weight class and who were basically treating a series event like a, a child's game, which we having mm-hmm. watched them know is not true. They are, they take this very seriously and they understood the stakes, even if they didn't understand how powerful and dangerous the enemy maybe could be. But Killua is going to take this really hard and he is 
like I said at the beginning, he is the more pessimistic of the two. Gon is the always optimist. Killua is the always realist tinged with pessimism, or maybe the other way around. But uh, he is really defeated by being so immediately outclassed, by knowing that Kite lost that fight and was killed, and by what he had to do to Gon, and the worry that he has about what happens when Gon wakes up and finds out what he did. Netero, on his part, calls Nav and Morel off, and gives Killua a way that he and Gon can rejoin the fight. Basically, he gives them each a half piece of... Um, it's, like a, it's like a piece with a symbol on it that was broken in half. Kind of like a domino if you cut it down the middle and you wanted to find the other piece that had the same symbol and reunite them. Um, and he says that there are two people in a nearby town that they can go and fight and get the pieces that those people have in order to earn their passage into the NGL to help. But if they can't beat these people and take the pieces from them, they are not strong enough to be on this mission. And so they have another like training objective that they've, they've gotten. Yeah. So the end of this episode ends uh, not with the amazing fight between P2 and Kite that you expect. Instead, it is uh, Nefer P2 sitting there holding Kite's head in her uh, in their um, uh, like lap and stroking it. And Kite is obviously dead, and it's horrifying. Um, yeah. And that takes see... us into episode. Well, we also see that Killua doesn't believe that he deserves to train and try to fight his way back into the NGO. But Gon wakes up and says that they have to get stronger so that they can find Kite and rescue him and reunite with him. And Killua's like, he's dead. And Gon is like, he's not. I can feel it. And that is immediately what we cut from to the moment where we see Pito sitting with his disconnected head. And it's yeah. It's devastating. Yeah, it's really messed up. Um I'm going to I'm going to loop these next two episodes together mostly because they're covering like a one clear arc that is going to happen um yeah, and it's going to be up to It's going to continue in the next time we get into Adrex Hunter. Yeah. So this is episode 86 and 87. 86 is Promise X and X Reunion. Uh, episode 87 is Dual X and Escape. So um, this episode uh, or these two episodes together um, are going to really not have too much to deal with the Chimera Ants. As this is the Chimera Ant arc, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that they, they took so much time away from them, but, but it's, it's like okay. A, it's um, like a mini arc within a larger arc arc that we will then return yeah. to it's, it's weird yeah it works but so it's strange yeah the the biggest thing that you need to know about the chimera ants is in these episodes there is going to be another royal guard awakened um he is uh named like actually it's like shira poof shia poof um so shia, shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf. but also a poof um, so Shia LaPouf is awakened, um, in these episodes as well, uh, they decide that the regular guards are going to guard the outside and the inside is going to be guarded by the Royal guards. And that's basically all that happens inside this episode with the Chimera Ants. Yeah. They're still so, working on getting Nan and that's about the extent of it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go over to the next not super important thing that is going to be happening in these two episodes, which um, is going to be Netro and his squad and what they're doing in the NGL. 
Um, what they are doing inside of the NGL is murdering Chimera Ants and not taking over their big giant tower. Um, they basically kind of like cut back and forth to them and they keep on being like, uh, Netero makes a point that like Nefer P2 is insanely powerful. Um, maybe even more powerful than he is. Um, so it, it, they're going to have to figure out a way to get inside without having to battle to the death with these Royal guards. Yeah. Um, that's a good tension builder because these are new characters. They've, we've already seen that they're stronger, but we, we know that Netero is strong as well. And so for him to say, this character is stronger than me, and he says it very definitively, is a pretty big sort of mic drop moment of tension. But the other aspect is that there's only one of them, but there are three planned, and they are there to guard a king who is potentially going to be even stronger. So if just the one of them is already stronger than the chairman of the Hunters Association, who is the strongest character we've met so far, then three of them is devastating. And a fourth character that is maybe even stronger than the three of those is even worse. Yeah. The only other thing that we are going to see inside of this is we are also going to see the awakening of a couple of different powers with the Royal Guards. First, uh, Shia LaPouf. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it every time. Um, <laughs> the correct is, way. Is going to reveal that he has the power of telepathy. Um then you also have uh, uh, Neferpitu um, developing uh, their own uh, power of Nin, which is to re-stitch together Kite in some way and some way to bring him back to life so that she can fight with him again. Um, yeah, or they can fight up. with him again. There's also yeah. a section that I don't, I guess I didn't take notes on it because it was so upsetting where they get information from Puckle's brain on how Nen abilities work. So they basically get oh God, a I full forgot about class that. on how Nen abilities work from literally pulling it out of Puckle's brain, essentially. And it's really, in an arc that is full of things that are hard to watch, and very, I think you hit the nail on the head with the George R. R. Martin thing, where like one of the things about Game of Thrones and George R. R. Martin is that he's willing to kill off beloved characters for the sake of realism. And this isn't quite that, but it has that same feeling of death being more prevalent, maybe more violent or gruesome and like terrible things happening in a way that we really haven't seen in the show up till now. And it happens a lot and it's really hard to watch and really kind of upsetting and frustrating in a similar way to things like the red wedding from game of Thrones yeah. So that takes us to our main characters that are going to be through this. Um, so Gon and Killua are going to uh, first meet the most annoying character in the rest of the show. Um, her <laughs> name is Palm and she is the fucking worst. Yeah, um, I, you kind of, I kind of like her and I kind of hate her because she's really interesting character design, but God, her personality yeah. Oh, it's so obnoxious. Her she's, whole thing is she basically like, she's in love with like Morel. She's his student and she's also in love with him. And she, every goddamn thing that she says is done in this like sexual way. That's really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's just hard to listen to. 
Yeah, she's pretty upsetting. Yeah. Um, and uh, the she is going to be uh, have the ability to see into the future. Um, she's a it's a very interesting power. Um, and they they think uh, that she might be one of the assassins, but they're not a hundred percent sure. Um, she's not. And then, <laughs> huh? What's that? She's not. They learn very quickly that she's not, but they suspect her at first. Yeah. But they are going to meet one of the assassins. Uh, this guy is going to be named Knuckle, and he is one of my favorite characters, and he has one of my favorite fucking abilities. We're not going to see it yet, but I love his ability. It reminds me of uh, 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 Wakashi or whatever the hell uh, that character from Bleach, his like blade that's bent. Um, you remember that character? Are you talking about Wabiske, which is the, the sword's name? Yes. Uh, yeah, that guy, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but Wabiske is the name of his sword. Um, um, I love that character. And it is a very interesting fighting style, kind of like that. Um, he he so, also, Knuckle Nuc- is like basically Kuabara from Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, he is like exactly Kuabara. Except he it's almost. The red hair. It, it's it's like if Kuobara had his hairstyle hit by a strong gust of wind and it split in two different ways. Um, <laughs> it, that was be his hairstyle, and also dyed it black. Because um, I'm pretty sure Kuobara is a redhead. Um, he is, yeah. But anyways, that's, that's actually a key part of Kuobara's personality. This is all from Yu Yu Hakusho, which we will apparently be covering very soon. So <laughs> we're obsessed. Um, anyways, um, so they are going to uh, be challenged by Knuckle. Um, they're going to kind of ignore him and instead just be like, okay, we just need to train for at least a month. Yeah. And we need to get stronger. I just wanted to and throw in order- there, too, that it's appropriate that this character looks like Kuobara because Hunter x Hunter is created by the same person who created Yu Yu Hakusho. So Perfect. It's the <laughs> same char- it's the same fucking character. Same character. <laughs> So, so, okay. They have Anyways, a month, Paul, and Gohan wants to do it in a week, and it's not going to work. Let me talk about what Palm did. Do um, it. Because Palm has brought Biscuit back, and if you missed Biscuit, you're going to be able to see her again once, and then never see her again. Um, <laughs> She's uh, also still so not going to do that much. Yeah. So Biscuit is going to come back to train and to hone the abilities with, um, with Gon and Killua. Um, before they fully go and start training, um, after a little while, they decide that they do want to fight. Um, uh, they do want to fight against Knuckle. Um, but I, I think my favorite part is when, um, Knuckle is just like, fine, you're going to fight me, but if you're going to fight me, it's not going to be anything because you're so weak and I'm so strong. And so he's like, okay, gone, fight me first. And gone is just like, okay, so he's super strong. He must be super strong. So I'm just going to hit him as hard as I possibly can for as many times as it takes. He specifically says, I will let you punch me for free because I'm so much stronger than you. But Gon's yeah. special ability is a super powerful punch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, one punch. I will uh I'll go ahead and get ready. And he starts charging yeah. up his rock attack in front of Knuckle, who's like, oh fuck, this guy's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's like, okay, if he hits me in the stomach, I'll be fine. I just have to focus on my stomach. I just have to focus on my stomach. And he's like, okay, I just have to put up as much of pressure as I can on my stomach. And then he won't kill me because he wouldn't hit me in the face and he wouldn't hit me anywhere else. And so he like focuses there and gone does hit him in the stomach, but it's so strong that it knocks him way back and knocks him out. Um, but at the same time, it is revealed that there's a couple of dogs that have been following Knuckle around um, and they really like Knuckle and this um, is like how Gon becomes best friends with Knuckle uh, because he's like hey animals like you and um, if you're liked by animals then you must be a great hunter and Knuckle is just like you know how I make friends I get into a fight with them and then I know who they are (laughs) yeah which is stupid but also happens in like 50% of all shonen anime like yeah I know (laughs) There are characters who are like, I won't understand you until we fight, or they need to fight instead of having a conversation because that's the same, or like, I I was your enemy, but now I'm not because we fought. It's a super common trope, and it's like, yeah. I don't know. If I were fighting, I don't think it would be a very good representation of my personality, partly because my personality is very against fighting. Like, yeah. It's not gonna, you're not gonna get a good read on me if we come to blows. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so, uh, the, the last thing that's gonna happen in this episode is that we are going to have, like, a, a very brief aside, um, after they do some more training montages, some with Knuckles, some with, uh, Biscuit, um, and, uh, Knuckle is going to be like, all right, if they, if they can defeat me, they can get past me and I will give him the, I will give them this other piece, uh, but they're not going to get past me because I'm going to have to fight them at full strength or else they'll never feel satisfied. Um, meanwhile, in the darkness, there is another character who appears to be another one of the assassins by Nidoro. Um, this guy is also going to be one of my favorite characters in the show. Yeah, he's cool. Um, he's great. His ability is so fucking cool. Oh my god, I love his ability so much. Um, but that's going to take us to the end of this coverage. Yeah, we'll figure out how this whole training scenario assassin battle thing goes the next time we come back to Hunter x Hunter, but that's not what's going to happen the next time you listen to our episodes, and we'll tell you more about that after the credits. Yep. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcast from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Soul Eater episodes 18 through 21. Are you ready to go completely fucking insane? <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> 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 <laughs>